Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Fresh Encounter, the radio ministry of Lifelong Anointing Church. Our mission as a church is to equip the body of Christ to increase in wisdom and in stature, and in favor with God and with men. We're glad that you joined us for this edition of the broadcast. It is our prayer that this broadcast will be a blessing to you. Here now is Pastor Otuno with today's message. How to access the resurrection power of the Almighty God through kingdom advancement service. What is this resurrection power that we want to have access to? What is this resurrection power that the believer needs to be able to connect to in order to be able to enjoy what God has in store for him? The resurrection power is not just the Lord Jesus Christ raising up, coming back to life on the third day. No, it is beyond that. The resurrection power is the demonstration of the power of the Almighty God to defeat and destroy death. So the resurrection power is a demonstration of the power of the Almighty God over all things. When we talk about the resurrection power, we are talking about the power that wins the decisive victory over sin and over Satan. That is the power we are talking about. When we talk about the resurrection power, we are talking about the power that pulls a person from the pit of death and takes that person and put them in the path of life. It is the power that takes us on the path of hell and puts us on the path of righteousness. It is the power that assures our salvation. That's what that resurrection power is. The power that is able to take you from where you are going in the path of destruction and put you in the path of life. That is the power we are talking about. And most importantly, when we talk about the resurrection power, we are talking about the power that is able to reposition a believer. The power that is able to change the course of your life. The power that is able to change your level. The Bible makes us to understand that he has raised us up together and made us to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That is the power that takes you from a terrestrial being into a celestial being. That takes your mortal body and converts it into a divine body. That is the power we are talking about. And that power of the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ is the power that signifies divine restoration. The power that restores all that the enemy has stolen when Adam fell in the garden. If you remember in the garden of Eden, the Lord Almighty said, go and be fruitful and multiply and subdue the earth. Adam lost all that when he sinned. But at the death of our Lord Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary and the resurrection on the third day, that particular thing that Adam lost, the Bible makes us to understand that that power that raised up Jesus from the dead restored that authority and that power to those of us who are believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. So, the question has always been, this power that is able to deliver, this power that is able to save, this power that is able to change our situation, this power that is able to restore all that we lost in Adam, how do you access this power? How do you access the power? Because if you have a power that is able to do all these kind of things in your life, you should be able to know how to connect with that power. And we said the first way to connect with this power is through the revelation that the Almighty God gives us. In other words, when you catch a revelation of the finished work of Christ on the cross of Calvary, it gives you the power to be able to pursue and say, if this is available, I need to get it. If you don't know that there's a particular benefit that is available to you, you will not be able to pursue it. 
So the first way to access the power of the resurrection of the Almighty God that is able to change your situation is for you to first of all receive the revelation of the finished work. And that is why before you were saved, we could have preached from now till kingdom come. You will not understand the Bible. You will not understand what has been said. But the day the Spirit of the Almighty God gave you a revelation of who you are and of what Christ has done for you, the gospel began to make sense. That is the revelation of the finished work. And that is how you access. That's the first way you access the power of the resurrection. When you see what he has done for you, then you are able to pursue and you are able to possess that which he has made available for you. So to access the power of the resurrection, you need to catch the revelation of what he has done for you. And I pray for as many who has not caught that revelation, the Lord will open our eyes and we'll be able to see what he has done for us. Number two, we access the power of the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ through faith in the finished work of the Almighty God. It is one thing for you to see something. It's another thing for you to believe that that thing is meant for you. Faith in the finished work of our Lord Jesus Christ. You cannot be saved unless you believe that what Jesus has done for you applies to you. And the Bible makes us to understand the book of John chapter 1. In John chapter 1, reading from verse number 20, the Bible says, But as many as receive him, so then he gave the right to become the children of God to those who believe in his name. Please understand how words are used in that scripture. I want you to understand that. It means that before you can become anything, you have to receive. And before you can receive anything, you have to believe. That is the process there. The Bible says, as many as received him. So then he gave the right to become. You have to receive to become. And for you to receive, you have to believe for you to be able to receive it. So, please understand, for you to be able to access the power of the resurrection of the Almighty God, there has to be faith to be able to receive that which Christ has made available for you. Because as many that received him, then he gave the rights or the power to become the sons of God. So, the access to the resurrection power, we need to believe in what God or Christ Jesus has done for us on the cross of Calvary. Number three, how do you access this power? We access this power through obedience to the demands of the finished work of Christ on the cross. In other words, there are certain things that the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ demands of you. It demands obedience. It demands righteousness. It demands so many things. And you and I, if we want to access the power that is made available through that cross, we must be willing to obey the specific demand that the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ makes upon your life. Because if you are not willing to give, you are not willing to submit to that specific demand, then the power will become elusive. And then finally, number four, we access the power of the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ when we make a commitment to the advancement and the propagation of the finished work of Christ on the cross of Calvary. In other words, when you make a commitment that you have now received life and you are not going to keep it to yourself, that you are going to share that life with somebody else. I have received the blessing. I'm not going to cover it up. I'm going to show other people. When you make a commitment to advancing the kingdom of the Almighty God, you begin to access that power. And I will show you from scripture how these things are made possible. In Matthew chapter 28, Matthew chapter 28, reading from verse number 1, the Bible says, Now, after the Sabbath, as the first day of the week began to dawn, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake. For an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it. 
And then his countenance was like a lightning, and his clothes were shining as a snow. And the guard shook for fear and became a dead man. Verse number four. But the angel answered and said to the woman, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus, who was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen. As he said, Come, see the place where he lay. And go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead, and indeed is going before you into Galilee, where you will see him. Behold, I have told you. Verse number 8, so they went out quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran up to bring these disciples' words. Verse number 16, then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee to the mount which Jesus appointed for them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Now, please pay attention to this section of this message. The first thing you will see from the passage is the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ as evidenced by the empty tomb. The angel said, go and see where he lay. He's not dead. Just come and see. Which means the tomb is empty. The next thing we see, the proclamation of the resurrection by his disciples. The women rushed into the city and told the others, Jesus is alive. Number three, we see the disciples were reunited with the resurrected Christ. The Bible says that when the 11 disciples went into Galilee to the mountain which Jesus had appointed them, and when they saw him, they worshipped. In other words, there was a reunion that took place. Number four, we saw our Lord Jesus Christ commissioning these individuals for kingdom service. He said, go ye therefore and preach and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And then finally, we saw the assurance that followed. He said, as you do this, as I commission you, my presence will accompany you as long as you are going in service. But I want you to step back for a second and look at verse number 18 and verse number 20 again. Bible tells us that, and Jesus came and spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of age. Jesus is telling his disciples, number one, I have all the authority in heaven and on earth because I have now been resurrected. All authority has been given to me. And because I have this authority in heaven and on earth, I am therefore commissioning you for service. I am sending you out to proclaim this particular victory on the cross of Calvary. And as you go out, as you engage in that service, as you begin to make disciples of all nations, I am going to be with you all the way, even to the end of time. That's basically what Jesus is telling them there. I have the authority I'm giving it to you to go out, and as you go out, I am going to be with you. But I want you to pay attention to the use of words there. We see that the assurance of divine presence that Jesus Christ gave to the disciples was contingent. It was a function of the disciples engaging in service. They said, go into the world, preach the gospel, and as you do, I will be with you. As long as you are doing that, my presence will be with you. The assurance of divine presence is a function of the disciples' engagement in kingdom advancement service. As long as they are busy doing the work of God, God will be present with them. 
As long as they are busy preaching the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, his presence will be with them. Go to Luke chapter 10. In Luke chapter 10, reading from verse number 1, the Bible tells us another scenario. It says, after these things, the Lord appointed other 70 also, and sent them two by two into every city and place where he himself will come. If you continue to read that chapter down, the Lord Jesus Christ gave them instruction not to take any bath, go into any house. When you get to the house, what you are supposed to do, and everything. And the Bible says that these individuals went to work. They carried out instruction just like Jesus told them to do. When they came back, they reported back to the Lord Jesus Christ. In verse number 17 of Luke chapter 10, the Bible says, And the 70 returned again with joy and saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through your name. I want you to notice again. The devils were only subject to them as long as they were involved in kingdom service. As they were preaching, the devil was subject. If they were not doing the work, the devil will not be subject unto them. So the subjection of the devils to the disciples is a function of the disciples' engagement in kingdom service. Finally, look at the book of Acts chapter 1. I want you to look at verse number 8. We are all familiar with this verse of the scripture. The resurrected Christ gave his disciples a very specific instruction. He said, but you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost shall come upon you. And you shall be witnesses. To me in Jerusalem, in all Judea, in Samaria, and to the end of the earth. Also notice there that the release of power into the life or into the life of the disciples was a function of their commitment to be involved in Christian service. If they are ready and they are committed to being engaged in service, power will be released unto them. You will notice the passage also talks about the fact that the power is a function of engagement in service. As long as they are committed, as long as they are determined, as long as they are made up their mind, that they are going to engage in the service of the kingdom, in the preaching of the gospel, in telling others about Christ, the power of heaven will continue to flow into their lives. Why am I happy on this? A lot of us are asking God to do things in our lives, but we do not intend to engage in service. We don't want to give anything back. We want the Lord Almighty to release his power. We want him to release his anointing. We want the devils to be subject unto us. We want to be able to have testimonies as we go out. But we are not interested in putting anything back into the system. The Bible is making us to understand. Access to power is a function of your commitment to serving in the kingdom of God. Having the devil subject unto you is a function of your commitment to serving in the kingdom of God. Seeing results and bringing others to Christ and seeing the answers to your prayer is a function of your commitment to serving in the kingdom of God. So you see, my brothers and sisters, I want you to understand that we can only access the resurrection power of our Lord Jesus Christ when we make a commitment to be able to give back to the Lord. When we make a commitment to be involved in his service. When we make a commitment to serve him the way he wants us to serve. And so the question this morning is, what is this thing that we're talking about when we say kingdom service? What is this thing that we call kingdom service? Kingdom service is simply working for God to advance the work of God here on earth. It's ministering to others so that they too can have access to the grace of God that you and I enjoy.
The blessings of heaven that we have been enjoying, the grace of God that have been multiplying in our lives, we want that particular grace to be in their life, and so we minister to others in the name of the Almighty God for them to have access to it also. Not only that, when we talk about kingdom advancement service, we're talking about adding value to other people in the name of the Almighty God. We're talking about promoting and extending the reach of the Word of God, of the influence of the Almighty God in the lives of people. And as students of the Bible, you know, that all through the scriptures, the Lord Almighty always encouraged all his people to be involved in service. That's why I read to you in the book of Exodus that if we serve him, then the Lord Almighty is committed to blessing our food, to blessing our bread, to healing our body, to protecting us from all the works of the enemy. And you will notice that when you are involved in Christian service, when you are involved in the advancement of the kingdom of the Almighty God, the Lord Almighty, he has already commanded. That is why you must be involved. So serving in the kingdom of God is not an option. Serving in the kingdom is, is not a question of if I want to. Yes, you can decide to want to. You can decide not to do it. But the blessing associated with it, you have no claims to it. And so, why must you be involved in the kingdom advancement service? You are involved because, number one, it is commanded by the Almighty God. Go therefore and make disciples. It was not a suggestion. It was a command. Go and make disciples. So it was a command. Why are you involved? You are involved because service is required. If you check your own testimony very well, for those of us who are born again, somebody spoke the word. Even if somebody did not speak to what to you directly, you probably got the message through listening to something on TV or online. Somebody was the one doing that thing. So service is required for other people to come in. That's why you need to be involved. Why do you need to get involved? Service in the kingdom of God, like I've said from the very beginning, is a rewarding experience. It pays better than any other thing. Not only that, why should you be involved? You are supposed to be involved in service in the kingdom because it guarantees your access to the secret things of the Almighty God. Because as you involve in the things of God, you begin to get access to things that you normally would not have access to. Many of us will understand one thing. If you volunteer in your place of work or you volunteer for a not-for-profit organization, the more you volunteer, the more they give you access to things that people ordinarily will not have access to. If you are standing on the outside and you are watching, you will see the organization work, but you don't see what's going on inside. But the more you volunteer, the more you give your time, the more you present yourself, the more they give you access. Same thing in the kingdom of God. The more you make yourself available to the things of God, the more the heavens open, the more the Lord grants you access, and the more you sustain divine flow. You want an anointing to continue your life? Continue in that service. As long as there is a container which you can continue to pour yourself into, the anointing will continue to flow. But if there is nothing to pour into, if there's nobody to invest in, if there's nobody to mentor, nobody that you can strengthen, nobody that you can encourage, nobody to pray for, you will find that the anointing becomes stagnant. And when it becomes stagnant, it dries up. So we engage in kingdom advancement service because it helps us to sustain the flow of the grace of God in our lives. It helps us to sustain the flow of the anointing in our lives. That is why we get involved. That is why we serve the Almighty God. And these are just some of the reasons. There are so many other reasons. But one thing you may be asking is that, what is so special about service? Why is service so powerful that it gives you access to the resurrection power of the Almighty God? Why? Kingdom service is powerful because it tells us about your conviction. It's a proof of your conviction. 
When you engage in a particular service, it tells us this is what you believe in. It tells us that this is what you are passionate about. It tells us that these are the things that you truly are convinced is what put in your time. That's why it's powerful. When you see people give their time, when you see people see give their effort, you see them, you know that they are passionate about what they are volunteering for. That is why service is a powerful tool to get access to power. Look at the people who are getting promoted at the place of work. Ask yourself. I'm not talking about people who are brown nosing. I'm talking about people who actually get promoted and you know these guys are good. What do they do? They are the ones that volunteer for the work that nobody wants to do. They are the ones that raise their hand when everybody is keeping quiet. That's how they move up. That's how they get access to power. That's how they walk into corridors of power. It is when you give yourself in service, that's when the opportunities open up. And why is it powerful? It is powerful because it tells the world your conviction. How does service access the power of the resurrection? It accesses it because it proves your submission. Because when you believe and you say, I'm willing to lay down myself for this particular cause, you're submitting to that thing that you believe in. It shows that you believe it. And that's why Paul the Apostle, when he was being interrogated by King Agrippa, he said, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. In other words, I was totally submitted unto it. Though it is his inconveniency, I'm willing to submit. Though it does not give me what I want, I continue to submit. That is how service gives you access to the power of the resurrection. Not only that, it gives you access to that power because it shows you are dedicated to something. You can be convinced about something, but you may not be dedicated to it. You may not be able to see it through. But when you dedicate yourself to something, you know that rain or shine, you will do it. And that's what Paul was saying to the Corinthian church. He said, for though I preach the gospel, I have nothing to glory of. For necessity is laid on me. Yea, woe unto me if I preach not the gospel. In other words, I am dedicated to this business. Whether convenient or not convenient, I am dedicated to it. There are so many things behind the scene to keep these things going. To continue to experience what we experience here. To continue to have the delivery of the word that we go through. But we don't have to continue to advertise them. The point is that you have access to power through service because it shows your dedication to what you believe in. Not only that, it proves your affection. That is what the Lord is looking at. Because the Lord is looking, what is important to this person? What is important to this person? Is it just the blessing or the giver of the blessing? Is it just the fruit of what they are eating or actually how the fruit comes about? What are you interested in? Are you interested in the giver of the blessing or the blessing itself? And when you commit yourself to serving the kingdom, you are telling the Lord that you are the one that is important to me because the souls of men are God's number one priority. And it also shows as a proof of what you consider important, what you consider to be valuable. So service gives you access to power because it proves to the whole world that you consider that service to be valuable unto you. The Bible says, where your treasure is, that is where your heart will lie. If your treasure is in seeing the work of God done, what you will find is that the, all your effort will go into seeing that that particular word is being communicated. So please note, the more you get involved in the service of the kingdom, the more you begin to have access to the resurrection power. 
the more you present yourself for service, the more you continue to submit yourself to service, the more you have the blessing of access. The more you have the blessing of God's defense that comes from that power. The more you have the blessings of answered prayer that comes from that power. The more you have the blessings of honor and elevation that comes from that particular power. The more you have access to the anointing that comes from that particular power. The more you have access to the provision that comes from that power. The more you have health. I mean, the list is endless. The more you serve, the more you see these things happen in your life. I mean, here is a man called Caleb. At 40, he said, this is the land that I wanted. At 85, he said, give me this mountain. He said, my strength has not weakened. Why? Because he's continuously involved in the service of the Almighty God. And the Bible makes us to understand that his strength did not fail. Abraham at 75 left his own country. And he continued to go and he lived to be 175 or 100 something years old. Because his strength kept on going. Moses the same thing. Anyone that is worth mentioning in the Bible, they spend time in kingdom service. And such people continue to flow in the blessings and in the grace of the Almighty God. But if you refuse, if you refuse, what you will find is that the grace of God that you enjoy will begin to cease. And that is why sometimes you feel sorry for a lot of believers. They are looking for something from the Lord. And then they come to church. They pray and they pray and they pray. And the Lord answers. And by the time the Lord answers, now you now become an issue. Come to church, I'm busy. Come to church, I'm going to work. So we are blaming God now for giving you the job so that you are not coming to church anymore. Or, ah, you know, it's your child, oh, the child that you gave me. Uh, so you are blaming God now because he gave you a child. Now the child is not allowing you to serve him. The point you are making is that a lot of people start serving God. They get the results that they want, they stop serving God. But they forget that unless you continue in what you are doing, the flow stops. It's just like when you plant a garden in your house. You are tilling the ground when the thing is growing. You are tilling, you are doing everything. Everything is fine. The garden looks so beautiful. And then all of a sudden, you say, we have tilled this thing enough. This thing should be able to survive on its own. Leave it for three months. You will not recognize that guy. Why? Because it requires continuous maintenance. The same thing. Service is a continuous thing. It's something that you don't graduate from. In the moment you graduate from it, you stop the flow of grace. When you refuse to involve yourself in service, you close the door of blessing to yourself. You close the door of blessing to yourself. Not only that, you make access to the things of God difficult for yourself. Because why will God trust you with the secrets of the kingdom? When he cannot even trust you with service. When he cannot trust you to be able to propagate his gospel. When he cannot trust you to advance his kingdom. Why will he trust you with, with the things of the scriptures? And so you see, when we refuse to serve, no, we deny ourselves the opportunity of service. We close the door of blessing. We make access to the things of God difficult for ourselves. And we cut the flow of the grace of God from our lives. And that's why Jesus said that anyone who wants to be great in the kingdom, said that person must be what? Ready to serve. And like I said earlier on, the greatest opportunity for you to advance in any organization, either the church or even in the place of work, the greatest opportunity you have to advance is to volunteer. Raise your hands to do the difficult thing and you'll be surprised how fast you will move. Now, how do you engage kingdom advancement service so that you can have access to the power? How do you engage it? You engage it reverently. Now, it is not by force to serve. Please understand, it is not by force to serve. Everything in the kingdom of God is done on a voluntary basis. You make up your mind, you do it. But when you decide to do it, be very careful. Do it reverently. So that you do not create problem for yourself. 
The Bible tells us, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably. There is a service that is acceptable and there is a service that is not acceptable. Let us make sure that we serve God acceptably and reverently with godly fear. So please understand that. Service that will produce the result that will give you access to the power of heaven is a service that is rendered reverently. It's a service that is rendered passionately. The Bible says, do not be lagging in diligence, but be fervent in the spirit when you are serving the Lord. There has to be some fervency. You don't stand and say, let us pray. Father, we thank you. And everybody has gone to sleep. If you do that, I mean, it's better for you to just sit in the corner if you are not going to do it with joy and enthusiasm. We always do when it comes to the issue of giving. We say, the Lord loves a cheerful giver. The Lord loves somebody who serves him cheerfully. And that was why Nehemiah was afraid when he was sorrowful and he came in front of the king. He knew that if the king were to look at his face and his countenance was sad, he was not passionate about his service, he can be relieved of his head. And so what did he do? He started praying and the Lord Almighty gave him favor. What I'm saying is that if you are going to serve God, number one, you serve him reverently. You serve him passionately. You serve him cheerfully. You serve him honorably. You serve him unconditionally. You serve him when it's convenient. You serve him when it's not convenient. Thank you very much for listening to our program today. We invite you to join us every Sunday at 10 a.m. for our Sunday worship service at 2711 Murfreesboro Road in Antioch, Tennessee. We also host Bible study and prayer meetings every Friday at 7 p.m. Visit us online at www.lifelonganointing.com and on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Join us next time for another edition of Fresh Encounter. On behalf of Lifelong Anointing Church, we thank you for listening. Mm -hmm.